relationships, uh, bilateral relations between Austria and South Africa dates back to the 19th century when Austria opened a consulate in Cape Town in 1852. In 1962, diplomatic relations were established at ambassadorial level. The Austrian embassy in Pretoria, which was opened during the same year, is supported by honorary consulates in Cape Town, Devon and Port Elizabeth. Since 1994, bilateral relations between South Africa and Austria have been cordial. And I am I'm going to talk more on this and other developments relating to the relations between the two countries. And to do that with me is Ambassador uh, Mr. Rapulani Sydney Mulekani, who is South Africa's ambassador to Austria. Ambassador, welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us. I would like you to uh, speak to us about relations between South Africa and Austria. The relations, as I've indicated in my introduction, uh, dates back to 1852. Uh, But would you please describe the current state of diplomatic relations between the two countries? Uh, Thank you very much for having me uh, on Ubuntu Radio. Um, Before I get into the discussion about our diplomatic relations with Austria. Let me just give you a synopsis of the character of the mission in Austria. Um, Our mission here uh, is uh, classified as a hybrid mission uh, with distinct and uh, separate uh, functions, multilateral and bilateral. Uh, Austria, uh, Vienna in particular, is one of the four cities hosting the United Nations offices uh, after New York, Geneva, and Nairobi. So we have quite a lot of uh, other work that we do related to multilateral work. We are a permanent member of the International Atomic Energy Agency. Uh, Also, accredited to the United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, uh, as well as uh, the uh, CTBTO, the Comprehensive Test Ban Treaty Organization, and other organizations as well. But insofar as the relations between our two countries, uh, these bilateral relations um, are very sound. And as we said, they started... Uh, even before the Union of South Africa in 1852, but uh, currently the relations are warm and um, on an upward trajectory. Um, South Africa has hosted several bilateral engagements uh, with uh, Austria. Um, Austria and South Africa's relations are regulated or organized through bilateral cons- political consultations forum. So we have had those forums uh, several times, and we have regular meetings between our Austrian and South African ministers in Vienna on the margins of these international organizations I referred to, and uh, also, um, we are expecting a 
state visit of the president of Austria, President van der Bellen. And uh, this uh, state visit is uh, expected to take place in 2024, uh, after our elections at home. But uh, the relations are very much uh, uh, sound and uh, upward uh, growing. Um, of course, there are tensions elsewhere, especially because Austria is not far away from the theater of the European or uh, Ukraine, and our positions differ with uh, theirs because they are a European country, but uh, on other matters, uh, in spite of these differences, we continue to have very cordial uh, relations, both in commercial sense, trade, investment, uh, cultural, and so on. The main vehicle for promoting relations between South Africa and Austria is the bilateral consultations mechanisms. What are some of the priorities for both countries in this mechanism? Well, um, the forum uh, is headed on our side by Deputy Minister Alvin Bottas and on the side of the Austrian uh, by Mr. Peter Lowski, Secretary General of the Federal Ministry for European and International Affairs. Um, the forum is divided into four subcommittees, one on arts and culture, uh, and then the one, the other one, the second one on higher education, science and innovation, and um, uh, the other one on energy environment and environment, and um, uh, those are the subcommittees that we have, and those are the priorities that uh, we are focusing on. Uh, <clears throat> Hello? You are still on air, Ambassador. Yes, those are the uh, committees that uh, we are focusing on, and they are in line with our with South Africa's uh, national uh, priorities as encapsulated in the um, national strategic uh, framework and uh, agenda 2030. So we are focusing more on those uh, priorities as we think that uh, they will contribute enormously, enormously into alleviating some of the major challenges that our country uh, is experiencing at this moment. The third meeting of uh, South Africa-Austria bilateral consultations took place on the 7th of June 2022 when Deputy Minister Alvin Bottes hosted uh, Mr. Peter Lonsky, the Secretary-General of the Federal Ministry of uh, for European and International Affairs in Pretoria. Are there noteworthy developments that um, came following that meeting? Well, following that meeting, we are now in the process uh, of uh, negotiating uh, 
In fact, we have almost completed uh, negotiating a, a memorandum of understanding on cooperation in the fields of culture and arts. Um, that uh, memorandum will allow South Africa to be able to uh, collaborate and uh, cooperate with uh, Austria in the field of uh, arts and culture by exchange of uh, artists in various uh, cultural forms. Uh, the MOU has been sent for scrutiny by the uh, Ministry at Home of uh, Arts, Sports and Culture, and uh, we hope that uh, should the visit of Stefan de Pelen go ahead, it will be signed. But um, uh, in line with that as well, there's been a number of uh, discussions and uh, uh, negotiations with various art agencies arts and culture agencies here in preparation for the uh, celebration of the 80th year of uh, freedom in South Africa next year, uh, in which this uh, memorandum of understanding will come in very handy for us. Secondly, um, we are negotiating also with uh, the Ministry of uh, Higher Education, Science and Innovation, uh, where we are looking at uh, skills training, skills development, uh, together with the uh, Chamber of Commerce here, uh, so that we can uh, place South African youth in various uh, trends in, uh, here in uh, Austria. As you know, Austria enjoys quite a strong, uh, skilled labor force, and uh, uh, their education is mainly uh, skills training, on-the-job training, uh, which is what uh, we, we need uh, in, in South Africa. Uh, that MOU is also uh, almost uh, completed, and uh, we just have to forward it to both Ministry of Labor in South Africa and uh, Higher Education for their consideration so that we can start recruiting young South Africans to be placed in various uh, uh, skills development training institutions here in Austria. Uh, aside from that, uh, there is also the investment that uh, has flown to South Africa uh, for an example, during the president's annual um, investment conference, we brought one company that has invested in the developing uh, industrial area near the uh, airport, which is involved in um, the uh, production of uh, manufacturing of uh, uh, bottles, plastic bottles, working with uh, SAB and Coca-Cola. So they invested almost uh, 20 million euros uh, at that uh, investment conference. So there are concrete 
and uh, positive results that are happening. Otherwise, South Africa in, imports, uh, exports motor vehicles to, uh, completed motor vehicles to Austria. So trade relations are quite uh, strong. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. I am Thelma Ngobeni, spending time with you until 12 midday Central African time. If you have just joined us, I am having on the line Ambassador Sidney Mulekane, the Ambassador of South Africa to Austria. He is currently dissecting the details of relations between South Africa and Austria. Ambassador, I learned that South Africa is involved in negotiating an international instrument on cybercrime. Could you please tell our listeners why is this instrument so important and um, South Africa's involvement in it? Well, that's part of the work that we do at the UNODC. Uh, the Cybercrime ad hoc committee to elaborate a comprehensive international convention on countering the use of information and communication technologies for criminal purposes. This is going to be the first United Nations uh, or a global convention that uh, will determine how countries globally deal with uh, the menace of uh, computer-based crimes uh, or cyber crimes. So it is quite an important uh, uh, convention that uh, we are trying to elaborate. Uh, It's been uh, going on for some time. As you know, at the moment, the uh, development in technology are moving very fast, but uh, uh, and uh, the crimes that are being committed there are increasing daily, and therefore we need an instrument, an international instrument that will assist uh, countries because uh, cyber activity, cyber crime knows no borders, and uh, uh, if countries do not have similar understanding as to how to deal with uh, this uh, type of uh, new and developing criminality, uh, we will not be able to resolve this matter. South Africa has got its own laws that are uh, pertaining to the use of uh, uh, computers or ICTs for crime. Uh, So we are trying to infuse our own experiences of dealing with this uh, crime in South Africa at the international level. So the negotiations have been going on, and uh, South Africa plays a key uh, role. Uh, Mainly, we chaired the uh, international expert group, which laid the foundation uh, for this uh, international instrument to be crafted. It was chaired by uh, DECO, and now we have moved on from... It has sort of produced a report, and now we are dealing with the actual formulation of 
this uh, comprehensive international uh, convention. South Africa at the moment chairs one subcommittee that deals with uh, terminology so that uh, we have a similar understanding of terms that uh, could be used by law enforcement agencies in dealing with uh, the crime of uh, that are committed with the use of uh, ICTs. Wow, that's quite in- informative. We have also heard that the mission promotes uh, the late President Nelson Mandela's legacy at the United Nations through the Nelson Mandela Rules, which is known as NMRs. Can you please provide some more information on this initiative? Well, the Nelson Mandela Rules is one of the instruments that has been uh, developed by UNODC, United Nations Office on Drugs and Crime, uh, which uh, deals with uh, the treatment of uh, the humane treatment of prisoners. Uh, South Africa, Germany, and Thailand are the coaches of a subgroup that is called the Friends of the Nelson Mandela Rules. Uh, the purpose of this group is to create awareness and promote practical application of the United Nations standard minimum rules for the treatment of the prisoners, uh, colloquially known as the Nelson Mandela rules. The most recent meeting of the uh, Nelson Mandela rules took place, or of the friends of the Nelson Mandela rules took place uh, in July, during the Nelson Mandela Day, where the National Commissioner of the Presidents of South Africa delivered a presentation on South Africa's commitment to uh, the rules and showcased initiatives designed for the national prison system, which is geared to provide uh, inmates with a sense of dignity and purpose alongside skills development and social health care to assist them with uh, reintegration into society and rehabilitation. Uh, the, we, we have also continued to uh, get a number of uh, recruit more countries to become members of uh, this uh, group that uh, promotes and uh, uh, work on the Nelson Mandela rules so that uh, uh, more countries become aware and uh, we are able to treat prisoners uh, with some humanity. South Africa is a member of the United Nations Industrial Development Organization, otherwise known as UNIDO, whose mandate is inclusive, sustainable industrial development with specific reference to developing countries. Recalling President Cyril Ramaphosa's call for South Africa to re-industrialize to pursue inclusive growth and attract investment, would you please tell us what is the strategic value of UNIDO for South Africa and the African continent at large. How does South Africa benefit from being a member? 
we need a whole day to talk about Unido. This is a primary UN organization responsible for industrialization within the multilateral system. It holds very significant value for developing countries, especially the African continent, uh, which has the lowest uh, levels of uh, industrialization in the world. We joined UNIDO in the year 2000, and since then we have taken an active role in shaping this organization's strategies, policies, and agenda. Uh, we have also been the recipient of various technical cooperation ini- initiatives and engaged in strategic cooperation with UNIDO. The cooperation agenda between UNIDO and South Africa has uh, revolved around quite a number of uh, developmental areas and challenges that we have in South Africa, uh, mainly environment and cleaner production. Uh, as you know, we produce cement, we produce steel, and uh, we use coal. Uh, the other area that and we are called upon to reduce emissions in those areas, and UNIDO is our partner in working out new strategies of trying to do that. Uh, we support, UNIDO supports small and medium-scale enterprises, uh, and also they work with us in the area of standardization and quality control for industrial competitiveness. Uh, UNIDO is actually based in the premises of the uh, DTIC uh, in, in, in Pretoria. So they have a regional office which covers uh, Southern Africa, and that office is based in um, in, uh, in Pretoria at the DTIC campus. And uh, uh, because industrialization will not be successful and work very well if it is not uh, regionally based, and uh, uh, South Africa cannot become an island of success and prosperity, leaving behind its uh, neighboring countries. Therefore, you need to assist us in uh, getting uh, our neighbor, neighboring countries Lesotho, Angola, Botswana, Malawi, Mozambique, Eswatini, Zambia, uh, to try and coordinate our industrialization uh, policies and also our industrialization programs. So there is quite a, a lot of work that is being done so that we do not duplicate and uh, we do not compete. Rather, we collaborate in many areas that are... Uh, that we can jointly do together and trade with uh, the rest of the world uh, as a collective rather than as uh, individual small countries. Uh, and an example of that is the uh, recently announced carbon border management uh, program of the European Union. As you know, most of our goods uh, that we trade with goes to the European Union, and uh, now they have introduced this uh, border management uh, uh, 
mission project that we have, uh, which calls on developing countries in particular uh, to uh, minimize emissions in their production processes. Uh, and therefore, working together with UNIDO and uh, with um, uh, our sister countries, we are trying to minimize that and actually try to convince the European Union not to impose uh, such a non-tariff barrier on uh, our, our trade. So we are working with, uh, with them uh, to uh, reduce or create energy efficiency and low carbon uh, in our uh, industrial uh, production and manufacturing. The other area that uh, we work with, uh, the, with UNIDO is on sustainable energy system for urban industrial uh, development. Uh, there is also work that uh, we are doing in adaptation capacity for green and resilient economy. Um, and uh, as you know, South Africa and the president has begun a process of a, a district development uh, module. Uh, we're working with uh, UNIDO uh, with, uh, on that uh, through the Department of uh, Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, <clears throat> uh, in trying to unlock the economic value chain, um, human capital development, social transformation and service delivery enhancement. Uh, and uh, this has been done in various, uh, in various uh, municipalities that uh, have been identified as uh, anchor places for the uh, starting of uh, this uh, uh, module that uh, we have. The space technologies offer numerous benefits for sustainable development initiatives. How does South Africa leverage its membership of uh, COPOS to promote its developmental goals? Compost is uh, the uh, committee on uh, outer space. As you know, South Africa hosts uh, one of the largest telescopes in the world, and um, uh, we are a very active. Uh, member and play a leading role in that uh, in that uh, area space technologies uh, offers uh, numerous benefits for sustainable uh, development the department of science and technology or science and innovation and uh, sansa south africa space agency uh, cooperate and collaborate uh, with uh, Corpus uh, in uh, working towards a uh, outer space that is free of uh, uh, weapons, but uh, that is focused mainly on peaceful uses of uh, space uh, technologies and outer space. 
South Africa uses its membership uh, of COPOS to enhance capacity building, technical assistance, and also to foster relation with other space-faring nations to expand our scientific knowledge-based economy. We also use COPAS as a platform to showcase our achievement and also to seek investment and collaboration uh, in our outer space uh, sector as well as influence the global agenda on the peaceful uses of space uh, technologies. Uh, so COPOS is quite a very important, it looks like a, a neglected area, but uh, it's quite uh, important for an example with uh, some of the technologies that they have, they are able to tell us, I mean, to handle issues of uh, weather, especially extreme weather. They are also able to uh, look at the uh, weather conditions that uh, might adversely affect uh, South Africa and other parts of the, of the world. Uh, how does the International Atomic Energy Agency contribute towards the achievement of uh, the Sustainable Development Goals? As I said at the beginning, the IAEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, is the we are uh, a designated member of uh, the Board of Governors of the uh, International Atomic Energy Agency. Now, the International Atomic Energy Agency uh, is a so-called United Nations uh, watchdog on uh, peaceful uses of uh, the atom. Uh, it uh, monitors and uh, ensures that uh, no countries uh, develop new nuclear weapons and that uh, the atom is only used for uh, peaceful purposes. Now, uh, <coughs> South Africa, as a permanent member or a designated member of the IAEA, uh, sits in the board and uh, works with other countries uh, to ensure that uh, this mission of ensuring that uh, no new countries, as you know, Currently, there are about five countries, the so-called uh, N5 nuclear weapon states, that uh, possesses nuclear weapons, and uh, uh, the rest of the world does not possess uh, nuclear weapons. And uh, there is a huge task placed on uh, the IAEA to monitor and ensure that uh, no new nuclear weapons are developed. South Africa is one of the, is actually the only country that has so far managed to dismantle and destroy its uh, nuclear weapon capability. We used to have uh, nuclear weapons and uh, we uh, dismantled them just before 
1994. Uh, so <clears throat> we are an example of how we can work towards and uh, move towards uh, dismantling and uh, destroying nuclear weapons so that we have a world free of this uh, nuclear, nuclear weapons. As you know, the uh, only country that was attacked by nuclear weapons was uh, Japan. Uh, and uh, the devastation that uh, these weapons can cause are very far-reaching, and therefore uh, there is a call for us to uh, move towards a, a nuclear weapon-free world. Uses of a, of a nuclear are very vast and uh, very uh, important. For an example, in the area of health, uh, you know, the, the cancer treatment is mainly uh, through uh, uh, nuclear medicine. Uh, and therefore, the development of that, uh, the IAEA is the body that ensures that uh, whilst the, the, those, the, the correct doses of nuclear medicines are applied for various types of, uh, of uh, treatment uh, of cancer, but also machines, technology, and so on is offered to countries to be able to detect early and also to treat uh, uh, cancer. And there are other technologies that uh, they use for in the area of uh, veterinary medicine, for an example, to deal with uh, swine fever, to deal with uh, other zoonotic uh, diseases. Uh, there is also quite a number of other areas uh, besides uh, power generation. As you know, South Africa has a nuclear power plant in uh, Cape Town, Kuber, uh, where we produce uh, electricity. Uh, <clears throat> so we are the only African country at the moment that uh, possesses uh, that uh, capability or rather a nuclear power station. And um, uh, it is quite uh, safe and uh, once it is built and established, uh, it can produce uh, energy, generate energy very cheaply and in a reliable uh, manner. Uh, there are other areas as well that uh, the, the nuclear technologies for peaceful uses uh, are involved. For an example, uh, in West Africa, uh, for uh, fly. Uh, and uh, fruit flies, they have been able to assist in eradicating uh, those diseases uh, in West Africa. And uh, South Africa is in the process of uh, uh, research in the area of uh, dealing with mosquitoes uh, and uh, malaria uh, on a project called uh, SIT. Uh, which is based in Morefontein. Um, so <clears throat> there, there, there is a lot of uh, benefits that uh, we accrue from being a member of uh, the International Atomic uh, Energy Agency. Uh,
as you know, the new RIT that the uh, Minister of uh, Energy, uh, Minerals and Energy has uh, released uh, also calls for nuclear to be in the mix of our energy generation. And uh, we are in the process of extending the life of the Kubiak with another 20 years. And uh, the IAEA will be working with us in that uh, process of uh, the extension uh, of, uh, of, uh, of that. Uh, South Africa is one, is in the top 10 countries that produces uh, uh, nuclear medicine, the isotopes for the treatment uh, of uh, cancer through a, a subsidiary of uh, the uh, NEXA NTP, uh, um, and uh, we supply the globe with uh, those as well. So we are a sizable player in this uh, area as well. Time has gone up to 21 minutes before 11 o'clock. You are listening to The Diplomat on Ubuntu Radio. Let's take a short commercial break. When we return, we'll be looking at trade relations. Don't be fooled into smuggling drugs in exchange for money or a free vacation. Many South Africans are currently serving lengthy prison sentences abroad for drug-related offenses, often in deplorable conditions. Do not accept gifts from people you don't know very well or offer to carry parcels, letters, handbags or suitcases for other people when traveling abroad. Remember that in some countries, drug convictions carry the death penalty. This message was brought to you by Ubuntu Radio in partnership with Doko Consular Services. Ubuntu Radio. South Africa's public diplomacy in action. Indeed, you are on South Africa's public diplomacy in action. This is Ubuntu Radio coming to you live from the Department of International Relations and Cooperation, South Africa, in Rittondale, Pretoria. I have on the line Ambassador Sidney Mulekani, the Ambassador of South Africa to Austria. We are talking about relations between South Africa and Austria. Ambassador, South Africa is Austria's most important foreign trade partner in Africa. What is Austria's investment portfolio in South Africa and vice versa? And what are some of the main industries that Austrian companies have invested in South Africa and South African companies have invested in Austria? Well, Austria, as I said in the beginning, presents itself as a high-growth economy in the European Union. Uh, with the Austrian economy poised for a uh, five to six uh, percent growth uh, in the period 2023-2026, uh, this places it in a strong growth trajectory, and uh, it's a viable opportunity for promoting higher levels of trade and investment between ourselves and uh, Austria. Uh, currently, there are about 86 Austrian compa- companies that are directly involved in South Africa. Uh, out of these, 24 have direct investments, and then 50 have uh, distribution and sales offices. Uh, and 12 of them are involved in projects uh, like training and other services. Among the top investors is the uh, full Postal Pine, Alpa, Agrana, Adrids, Buckle Dream, Bentley International, and so on. Um, 
These investments have made an invaluable contribution to job creation and skills development and uh, technology transfer in South Africa. According to the statistics provided by the Austrian National Bank, uh, Austria total direct investment in South Africa in the past year was 523 million euros. And this was an increase of uh, 7.7% compared to 2021 data. Um, <clears throat> businesses that are an investor has restored confidence in South Africa. Businesses and uh, investors have restored confidence in South Africa as a safe investment destination. And uh, this influences decisions to maintain physical presence in South Africa. Uh, we are in the process at the moment of uh, talking with uh, a company that produces uh, fire engines, Rosenbauer, and uh, uh, also with uh, WAPEC. Uh, which is a company that deals with uh, water and uh, uh, technologies, and uh, uh, we will be meeting with them this coming uh, Friday. Uh, and uh, they have been involved uh, mainly in a number of African countries, but not so much uh, in South Africa. Uh, they also provide desalination plants and uh, water from, I mean, uh, purifying water and making uh, industrial water drinkable, uh, potable, and uh, they also create uh, um, plants for municipalities for water, and uh, as you know, that is a serious uh, problem with, uh, uh, in South Africa. As I said earlier, uh, at the investment conference of the president, uh, a company called IPLA uh, invested uh, 50 million, uh, a, a mega plant in uh, recy recycling uh, in uh, Lanceria. And uh, it has created almost uh, 400 uh, jobs. And uh, uh, it continued to train young South Africans, and uh, uh, there is a lot of uh, technology transfer in that uh, uh, area, uh, training mainly in mechatronics and recycling technicians. Uh, and now we also have a company called uh, Vamet, uh, which is uh, in the area of uh, healthcare. And, uh, it has also invested uh, 30 million uh, investment in uh, South Africa in the healthcare services, uh, jointly with a, a technical training organization called Secure Health Solutions. Uh, so, yeah, those are some of the smaller companies. I mean, companies not uh, small but uh, sizable that are invested in South Africa. And uh, South African companies that are uh, operating here in 
uh, Austria uh, is a Mondi, Mondi group and uh, Sapi. Sapi and Mondi uh, are big players, uh, global players, but uh, they, are, they have their offices here in uh, Austria and uh, they have also they also play a large, big role in uh, uh, not just in Austria, but uh, in Central and Eastern uh, and, uh, Europe. And uh, they have invested quite a lot, employing almost uh, 21,000 uh, people in 100 uh, production facilities across uh, 30, 30 countries. So here, Sati owns a paper mill in Gratcon. Uh, in Styria, uh, Styria is a province uh, uh, here in, uh, in 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 Austria, and um, another company called uh, Sasol Works uh, in Linz. Linz is also a a, a a town in Upper Austria, which is a uh, a, a province of uh, Austria. So. We are opposed as a country to expand uh, our investment here uh, in, uh, in Austria. Uh, so we think that uh, there are a lot of uh, opportunities that are awaiting us uh, as long as we can be able to work together with uh, uh, interested partners in South Africa. Mm, quite interesting. Um, Ambassador, since 1990, Austria and South Africa have experienced a phenomenal increase of 124% in tourism. How does the current situation look like in the tourism sector? Well, tourism was uh, negatively affected globally by the uh, COVID pandemic. Uh, for two years, uh, almost three, uh, with uh, the lockdowns and so on, uh, tourism was uh, a, uh, had slowed down between South Africa and uh, Austria. But uh, we, at the moment, uh, after the reopening of the uh, uh, the country, both both ways, South Africa and Austria, uh, after the COVID pandemic uh, reduced, um, we have seen a steady increase in uh, tourists visiting Austria. I mean, visiting uh, South Africa. Uh, the Embassy has so far facilitated quite a number of uh, engagement with the South African tourism head in um, uh, South African office in Berlin, uh, in Frankfurt, to try and uh, work with them to promote uh, tourism to South Africa. As you know, the only office that exists for Europe is based in uh, in uh, in Frankfurt, so we work together closely with them to promote their tourism. So far, uh, last year, during the height of the pandemic, there was uh, an increase of about uh, 200 
the percent of uh, visitors going to South Africa. Although there is a challenge of not having a direct uh, flight connecting South Africa and Austria, but uh, uh, during the winter time here, which we are, uh, I mean, which we will be going into uh, from next month, uh, we expect the numbers to grow of uh, visitors going, Austrian visitors going to, uh, to, to, to South Africa. There is a large Austrian community in South Africa which also attracts a number of visitors uh, from uh, that country. And um, I, I would also want to believe that uh, we should be going, uh, we should be reciprocal in terms of, of, of tourism. What seems to be the key interest for South Africans coming to South Africa? I understand you process visas, uh, or I don't know if you, there is any visa requirement, but it is your responsibility as an embassy to process visas for Austrians coming to South Africa. Well, in so far as uh, visa arrangements are concerned, uh, Austria is part of the EU at uh, Western Europe. Austrians do not require a visa uh, to to travel to South Africa. So we have the statistics from the airport. Uh, We get the numbers from of arrivals from uh, uh, the South African ports of entry of uh, uh, Austrian visitors to, to, to South Africa. So they don't need, they don't require a, a, a visa. We only process uh, uh, visas for other uh, countries that we are accredited to, like Slovakia and uh, Slovenia. Um, so as we have correctly stated, the, there are quite a, there is a size of, quite a sizable number of Austrians in in South Africa, and they do uh, invite South Africans to come to Austria. The Austrians have a well-developed rural uh, tourism uh, that they have around skiing and uh, healthcare and. Uh, uh, recuperation and so on. So um, they they attract quite a number of South Africans. As you know, Vienna is a, a cultural capital of uh, Europe. Um, so there is quite a lot of uh, uh, cultural activities that uh, they have, and they also have um, a lot of. Uh, historic uh, museums and uh, where you have quite a lot of uh, displays of uh, a a number of uh, things that South Africans come and uh, view here. Before we draw into the conclusion of this uh, conversation, Ambassador, let's uh, look a bit at the relations between Austria and Africa as a continent. Austria has successfully managed to position itself as a reliable development partner for Africa in a very short space of time. Why is it so important for Austria to have cordial relations with the African continent? Well, all 
Africa is a uh, developing and rising continent, and uh, every country, big and small, uh, sees itself uh, and tries to position itself as uh, uh, to trade with uh, Africa because uh, Africa presents a lot of uh, opportunities because of our uh, bulging young uh, population and also the numbers that they uh, uh, have as a developing uh, continent. And therefore, uh, Austria does not want to be left uh, behind. Uh, they are in the process of developing a new Africa strategy, uh, which uh, fortunately we have been uh, involved in its, uh, we've been con consulted on its uh, evolution, and uh, <clears throat> of course they see a lot of opportunities uh, in Africa for their own sustenance and development. Uh, we now, as a continent, have a free uh, Africa free trade area uh, where they will be able to trade in, with the same conditions, same uh, uh, laws, same uh, uh, <coughs> conditions in. Uh, in uh, various uh, African uh, countries. And so uh, to take advantage of that, they, they need to have very cordial and good relations with uh, most of the African uh, uh, countries. And uh, they see South Africa as a gateway uh, towards uh, the development of this uh, uh, relations with the rest of, uh, of Africa. Uh, as I said, most of the companies that are based in South Africa uh, are sp uh, spreading their tentacles into the rest of the African continent uh, based uh, in, uh, with their offices in, in South Africa. So it is quite a, 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 an important area for them. Again, uh, like many other European countries, Austria's uh, population, while small, uh, it's also aging, and therefore there is a need for labor that uh, they would want to uh, import into Austria to uh, continue to have a workforce that will be able to develop the country. And uh, uh, one of the points in their uh, Africa strategy is how to develop skills for their industries to be able to continue to work even as the workforce is shrinking, uh, but uh, develop that uh, skill space in uh, Africa and uh, be able to get uh, Africans to come and assist in that uh, in, in their industries uh, as their uh, workforce gets older and older. The Austrian Development Agency has a big presence in Africa. What is the purpose of this agency? The Development Agency of uh, Austria, well, the main 
main uh, the main purpose of uh, the development agency of uh, Austria is to promote people to people cultural uh, relations between Austria and Africa, but also to promote Austria as a uh, investment destination and also Austria as a responsible global uh, citizen uh, assisting uh, with uh, areas of a disaster where there are disasters uh, in the continent and also in South Africa, but uh, it is an instrument of uh, foreign policy uh, advancement uh, of uh, Austria. Ambassador, we have run out of time. Let me appreciate you for making time to speak to us this morning. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you very much. I think uh, we need more time to also talk mainly about uh, the United Nations, uh, which will just uh, scratch the surface on. Of course, we are going to make an appointment to have that kind of a discussion. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, Ambassador.